What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today we have an awesome show. We have an amazing show. Lots to get into. Unfortunately, the home opener for LAFC LA Galaxy did not go through. And me personally, I'm happy it didn't go through uh, because of the weather. The weather sucks out here in LA. It is still raining. It is the Monday afterwards. I don't know when the rain is supposed to stop. We've been getting non nonstop rain here in LA. And typically it rains a lot during these months, but when we get our rain, we get it all at once. Um, so I guess it's good that we we got the rain, but it's unfortunate that we couldn't play the game. And I look, we got a free ticket to go to the game, right, Andy? But I don't I don't wanna be I don't wanna watch a wet game and be cold. And look, you can call me soft, you can say what do you whatever you want. We're used to warm weather. This is a big game. This game deserves to be played at least in better weather. If it's not the sun, at least better weather. It doesn't need to be played wet. Um, but first of all, welcome to the show. Hopefully you had a, a great first week. Uh, tell me how your weekend was, and then we'll get into everything else. Yeah, man. Uh, the weather, I know people are looking at it like, what, L.A., rain, and this and that, but it's just not pretty. The, the day before on Friday, I was outside, and I was like, we had already talked about in the last show how they canceled that event that they had planned for that Friday, and I was like, yeah. Something about this is just not looking well. And I was I was walking and I was like, man, this is bad. And then I saw the uh, the postponed and I was like, oh, this is good good sign, which led me to be able to uh, Saturday just be in the house all day and just watch MLS season pass. And I think that for us here in L.A., it was like a blessing in disguise because uh, we'll, we'll get into it a little later with the, with the logistics of everything. But I think it was just cool to be able to just, you know, kind of like relax and say, hey, man, I'm just going to. Uh, tap into all these different games so so yeah it was fun it was a good time yeah look there was so much to le leading up to this game on saturday because friday the mls was going to have an event where head coach steve shona was going to talk head coach uh greg vanny from la galaxy was going to talk supposed to be this amazing event canceled i was like hmm there's a possibility that this may not go through and my brother who helps me uh do photography or for the for the games he hits because he's coming from Phoenix. He hits me up. He's like, "Hey, do you think this game's gonna be canceled?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know. They might they would have canceled it by now." Because I did a Twitter Spaces on Friday with Michele, and like that morning, nothing was canceled. And then like right after that, I think an hour after the Twitter Spaces, then that's when you started seeing that it was it got canceled, or whatever. So I called my brother. I was like, "Yo, just stay. Don't even <laughs> don't even come." He's like, "Do you think they're gonna play it Sunday?" I was like, "No, I don't think they'll play it on Sunday. Like, it's just, if one if they're canceling, they're canceling it." And it was just like. Because we're seeing the rain just nonstop, poor, 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 poor. Uh, and I'm just like, this game should not be played like this. Like, I don't know. I, and then it started hailing on Saturday. It was hailing on Saturday. And for those people that were complaining, look, I know if you traveled far to come get come here and, I, and, and wanted to watch it, but I think also on the business side aspect, Andy, like, the stadium was going to be empty. I don't care if you bought a ticket like that. Fit, that sits like 90,000 people. I don't know if we'll get to that record. We'll see July 4th. Maybe we'll get to that close to something like that. But there's probably going to be with all that rain, maybe 30,000 people on those seats, 20,000. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Because there's so much that I guess the league had to go into. And, you know, if you see a stadium, we're not used to like the rain and stuff like that. Maybe if you're talking to the East Coast or something like that. But like people in L.A., people in Southern California are not going to want to watch a game being wet i don't know that that's just unless it's a championship game or something like that um but give me give me your thoughts on that yeah no it makes sense from the least perspective i mean obviously there's like all the safety uh measures that they have to go through and they were trying to say thunder and this and that but when it comes down to it a lot of their decision probably was based on the fact like hey this is gonna really affect attendance 
you think if you've been to the Rose Bowl, if you know the area, I mean, it's called the bowl for a reason. So the water was going to stay at the bottom and kind of sink through. Um, it's not a not the most ideal place to get to. And I know there was videos floating around of like just mud all over the place outside of the outside of the venue. So um, it's definitely a no brainer because I don't think a like the weather in Pasadena is a little different from L.A. itself. It does get warmer in the summer. It does get colder in this time of the year. So it was going to be really cold and. You're right. You don't have anywhere in that stadium to kind of just like shelter and hide. You were just going to be out in the elements. And if it's just raining, um, obviously it's going to affect the game. If it was windy, we talked about it as well in the preview. Like everything would have just been sloppy. Um, so it was smart. It was smart for them to cancel that. And, and I think we mentioned it like having like it's a great um, it was a great thought having El Tráfico be the first, you know, game one for both of these teams because of the new app deal. But I don't know how much I like having a rivalry game as the opening game of their season. You know what I mean? Like it's a great energy going into it, but the fact that it got postponed, I'm like, it's not the worst thing for both teams. When you factor in the Chicharito injury, when you factor in that both teams are still trying to kind of fill their rosters out. I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad that this got pushed to July 4th. It's going to be so much better all around. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that as well, because look, I, the, I think Thursday Chicharito broke his own news that he was not going to play, uh, you know, he wasn't going to play uh, on <clears throat> Saturday. And I think, you know, when you start looking at that, you don't have one of the biggest stars to play. And I think to me, look, you know, this is potentially, this is Chicharito's last year on contract. I think this is Carlos Vela's last year on contract. We should try to get as many. Look, I know there's 11 players that play on each team. Let me say that out there. I know. But when you have superstars of this caliber, Mexican superstars, you know, used to, once used to be teammates and everything. We should, I think as fans, as media, anything, we should try to get as many games as we can. Look, if a, if a player is uh, available, both players are available, we should try to get as many as many games, Carlos Vela, Chicharito games that we can because, you know, that that's what, you know, being here in Southern California, that's that's what's going to sell the most, you know, and that's what people want to watch. I want to watch that. I know you want to watch that. And I know the league wants to put that on Apple TV. So it's, it's unfortunate um, that the game wasn't going to happen, but I was like, you know what, hopefully July, the game's going to be July 4th. Tuesday, July 4th, um, this summer. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, and I think that's a great idea because it just gives you time. You know, it's going to be warm. You know, it's going to be sunny. Or you, you at least know it's not going to rain in July, July 4th. You're going to get fireworks. One thing for sure, Apple is going to get fireworks no matter what happens that day, no matter who's playing, they're going to get fireworks. And I, and I think it, it's a smart, smart thought. Okay, give me your thoughts on, on them relocating that uh, to, to July 4th. Yeah, it was smart by MLS. I was trying to, when it got postponed, trying to quickly like do the math in my head and look at the calendars and say when is feasible for them to have this game. Because you have to remember, LAFC starts uh, CONCACAF Champions League in a few weeks. And the longer mm -hmm. they get into that tournament, the more games, um, you know, the more the calendar gets condensed. So I knew it would have had to have been in the summer, at least any time in the summer or after. Um, and it just makes so much sense. The Galaxy always host, host the 4th of July game uh, in Carson. It's a pretty cool event. I mean, I think it's for the people that are that enjoy going to watch soccer. Um, it's the 4th of July. Go out with the family. It's not like as much else happening in sports besides our patriotic country showcasing hot dog eating contest on ESPN. So it's like it's a beautiful time for people to just go out and just hang out, have a good time. Like you said, the fireworks show is included. Now, for you to have a game of this magnitude um, at that venue on that day, I think it's awesome. I think it's going to be, I think the attendance will boost for sure. Now we don't know what happens from here to July with the boycotts, with everything that's going on, teams, injuries, whatever the case may be. But I think it's just adds so much to that intrigue. And then you have to realize they're still going to have to play the the, uh, the other two games, one at uh, one in Dignity Health Sports Park and one at the bank anyway. So 
Um, it does make sense because I think that the week that, that they were supposed to play St. Louis on the 4th of July, the Galaxy, Fourth, yeah. they moved that to the September 10th. And then that week that they moved that St. Louis game to, that weekend is another Trafico. I think that one's at the bank. So um, it's it's pretty cool. Like the schedule, we talked about how congested it may be. But I think MLS maybe have think, been thinking about this when they saw the weather was going to be, you know, kind of bad here. And I think it was a great contingency plan. I think it, it makes the most sense. And it's going to be fun, man. The way we talked about this first game being fun, moving away the weather factors, I think this one's going to be a blast. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe this is this potential could be a yearly thing between LAFC and LA and LA Galaxy. You know, if it's at the Rose Bowl every year, um, you have a one game at the Rose Bowl, or it could be a SoFi, whatever. I, I just I love this idea that that you know there there's at least one game in a neutral location, and I think you know we've been to as many games, these many El Traficos, and you know sometimes when you can only fit up to what I think dignity fits up to thirty thousand or what I think. BMO now fits up the was it 22, 23, I forget, I forget. But if you have an opportunity to fit a, a, as, you know, what, what's the record? 64, 74,000? 74,000, yep. Yeah, if you have a place like, you know, you go down the street to go to Pasadena, you have an opportunity to get up to 90,000 fans in there, um, you know, if you even go to SoFi. I like this idea. Hopefully we'll see what happens moving forward, forward but hopefully this could potentially be a yearly thing. I just want to see how it is. Um, and yeah. I think – having it played in july 4th you get a real you get a real you get a real feel for how it could really be you know what i'm saying I, I don't think saturday we would have got an opportunity to see what it what it really could have been you know and, and this game deserves to, to break that mls cup i mean the mls uh attendance record and i think it really has the opportunity to do so so july 4th i mean i'm looking forward to it i'm, ex I'm excited for that i was thinking i was like you know i it was like five months right now a couple you know couple you know it's gonna be a long time before now but you know the good thing is if you bought tickets if you bought parking pass everything's gonna be you know transferred over you're not gonna lose your money you're not gonna lose anything and i think obviously i think that's what we all expected so i i think it's exciting so we'll, we'll see would you would you like to see this uh at a at a neutral venue uh moving forward yeah i think the the only argument and i think that is the plan going forward for both teams i think the only argument to it is they would have to probably play three times mm. a year unless this is the way I, I see it. I, I would still stick to them just playing twice and say, hey, sure, it's kind of a neutral site. But this year, the Galaxy are hosting at the Rose Bowl. Next year, LAFC would probably be hosting at the Coliseum, if I had to bet, because it just makes sense location wise. And Man, right yep, that's a good that's a good um, thing. But then I wouldn't add two more so that every so that either team gets one at the bank and one at Dignity Health Sports Park, because I think three times is a lot. Then you factor in maybe League's Cup, they might see each other. U.S. Open Cup is a possibility they might see each other. The playoffs always a possibility they see each other. So I think that's where the logistics get a little bit um, shaky. But I would be down for like, hey, we're going to have you host the game. Sure, do it at the Coliseum. But then I know that oh, I, I keep saying the bank that BMO Stadium or whatever we want to call it. Uh, well, you know, they're probably trying to be like, hey, we should have a home game here. And I do get it. It's a soccer specific stadium. They both want to have, you know, in their homes. But I think it, it when you think about the concept of what this game is, what this rivalry has done and grown over the past five years and how it's kind of just it's just on a different level. I think that having it at these venues is is, is awesome. So I, I think they should continue. And I think Rose Bowl will be a it's a perfect it's like you said, it's a perfect way to start um, because of the history of the Galaxy have there because of the magnitude of that venue. And now you push it into the summer where. Uh, people probably are going to be a lot more adamant about going and excited about going to hang out a day in Pasadena. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, you make a you make a great point. I wasn't even thinking about the Coliseum, LA Coliseum. It's very set up, very similar to the Rose Bowl. So yeah, 
that could be a one-off. And yeah, you know, yeah, three three games, three regular season games could potentially be a lot because you know you mentioned everything else that they could potentially face each other and uh, uh, other other tournaments and all these other things. And I think to me, yeah, yeah, you you make a lot a lot of great points there. We'll we'll have to see what happens moving forward. But look, what I will say, man, is MLS now with Apple with the Apple TV deal has, has been amazing. We got to enjoy it. Uh, you know, I got to see a couple games on on, uh, on Saturday. Even yesterday, watched a little bit of the Sounders game. And I think today we got – was it Portland SKC? Is that, is that who's playing yeah. today? Yep. So they also had to move their game because of weather. But I love I love this. I love this Apple TV deal, everything. Uh, so far from what I've seen, and I think we all have been waiting for to finally have MLS under one network, under one roof, and be able just to scroll from game to game to game. And then now that they also have the – the MLS 360 show, um, it, it's amazing. I think this is what we've all wanted for, for a number of years, especially the people that have been watching the league grow every single year, and we finally got it. Shout out to Apple. Shout out to MLS for doing it. Look, it, it was weekend one. It was the first time doing it. Yeah, there's there's things that, that can improve. There's going to get better. Um, but to me, there's a lot, lot of – I'm not even worried about that. I'm just excited that we finally have everything under one roof. Give, give me your thoughts. That's the right mentality to have. I think it's funny just kind of seeing people's comments over the weekend and seeing complaints. And I'm like, man, you know how long it took 27 years to be exact 28 uh, to get to this point for MLS. Uh, of course, things are not going to be perfect on week one and they're not going to be perfect on week 10 or maybe by the end of the season. But that's the, the space you have to grow. That's the space that uh, Apple branded MLS. Um, but yeah, just to take a step back and, and realize how far the league has come and that they finally have something like this where Everything is centralized. Everything is easy. Um, I think it's super accessible. I think it's not hard to to figure out. Like it's really it's really simple to, to you know move around and and use it. I think a lot of people had concerns about oh maybe well it will be a little difficult for people that are not used to Apple or people that are not used to these streaming services. But that is not the case whatsoever. And what stood out to me honestly the first first thing is just the quality. And I know we talk yeah. about the cameras and the production, but like what the hell were we watching MLS on before, man? Like, I saw so many jokes of people saying, it looked like we were watching through foggy cameras and all this. I'm like, yo, the quality is unreal. It's like, it's it's so crisp. And I think that that type of stuff just is a little details that are going to take this to a different level. I mean, the quality, the camera, the sound, I thought the sound was, I thought it was a perfect balance of being able to hear fans and the supporter sections. And I think it really came through in that first game, Nashville NYCFC, where you heard, the national supporter section the whole time, but it wasn't too overpowering. You still yeah. could hear uh, the commentators on that broadcast. So it, I think it looks clean. I think it's, it's awesome. I, I mean, I'm all in on it. And I, and I always say this, the people that complain and that are on the fence, they're going to remain on that side. It's, it, I think the people that are obviously enjoying this are the ones that a have that really do enjoy this league and B have followed it. But not only that, I think it's, it, there is an opportunity to get new people to come in and, if you could try it, if you like it, sure. And if you don't, whatever. Like I mentioned, I mentioned earlier this uh, this weekend in the tweet. Like, there's gonna be six free games every week. Like, you don't even need a subscription to be able to watch this. So the excuse that people are making, oh well, I may not be able to watch my local team and things like that. Those are valid reasons. Like, it's not you know unless you have a subscription. But there's gonna be chances for people to watch games, and there's still gonna be games on Fox uh, throughout the season, bigger matchups. So I mean, I think this is this has been a home run so far for MLS and Apple. Yeah, look, as you can see, the, the Apple TV here, as you, as you, am I scrolling by? It's really, 
to me, it's really amazing that we we have this even on game day. We could you could just go scroll to different things. Look, you could click on your on your favorite clubs or everything. Like in the game, obviously that's today, Portland versus uh, Kansas City. You just click on it, go to game. Um, and look, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I love it, and I think it's an exciting time for the league. It's an exciting time for everybody. And look, I know. And you you mentioned the point of you know there's going to be six six games uh, a week that are free even if you don't have a subscription. And I think it just makes everything so much easier for everybody else. Like there's always going to be someone that's going to complain and not like it, or, you know, it's too expensive and this and that, but um, you got to start off somewhere, you know, you start off somewhere and then you, you, you shift, you adjust and you, you improve. It was, it was week in one Uh, to me. uh, Like I said, I was excited. I was glad we got us. I was glad I could just hop on one app and see all the games and see, or just go, go watch the 360 show um, which we wanted to see. I know some people have said there was too many commercials or they talked too much. I was like, it's week, it's week and one. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna get better. I promise you, they're gonna get better. Um, so I, I'm not really gonna critique anything, um, but I, I'm, I just very much applaud MLS and everything that they've done because to me, this is what we've all want, always wanted, always wanted to see this quality. And you mentioned the thing before. I think whether whether the games were on Fox or. Univision and all that, they would only show the games on seven seven P, and yeah. all the games are on ten eighty P. You can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. I don't know if you've noticed it, but even on um, even on the MLS's uh, Instagram, uh, the highlights that they post, they're quality yeah. highlights. They're not. They're not like terrible highlights. Like I don't know. Like last year, year they were like seven eighty P. The quality was just poor. But like, there's a standard now with with, with Apple. Like, hey. We're one of the biggest companies in the world. We're gonna make sure the the quality, the standard, is to what we what we like. And I think that's what the MLS had been missing. Now you have all these different an- camera angles, and you mentioned about the audio and everything. Everything's quality. Everything as how it should be. I think I was watching was it Thiago Almada's uh, highlights, and it was just like, man, this is what I'm used to seeing in the NBA. This is what I'm used to seeing in the NFL, you know, and baseball. But like. The MLS and now that we have that, it's just amazing and just kudos to them. Uh, anything, anything else that that you saw this weekend from MLS so that you enjoyed that that I didn't hit on? Yeah, and it makes I feel like it makes these stadiums look so much cooler. I mean, they already are cool because I've been to a few of them and I've enjoyed experiences. But like when Sebastian Drusi scores that goal in Q two and you see everybody go crazy, when Thiago Almada scores those goals in Atlanta and you see the Benz wild, like every stadium look and they had you know the perfect amount of shots in the crowd and, and kind of like giving you overhead looks and it just looks like such a better product all around and it is that's the thing that's like i was literally watching mls on one tv and watching the Colombian league on the other tv and i'm like this soccer is so bad in colombia right now and i'm like the the quality is is on par in mls right now with this new deal with the quality of the game like these teams are playing good soccer it's not like it's not like before where the argument people had was oh the soccer in mls is it's boring and this and that. Like it's fast now. It's physical. It's you can see tactical ideas. You can see a, a evolution in the game. I mean, there's just so much going on. And I think now that the, this quality that Apple is bringing to the project is so you know a one in all facets. It's just going to match the intensity of what these players are trying to do. Like these are you know some really really good players on these fields. Um, and now I think they're getting the treatment they deserve. Yeah, you hit on a lot of points yeah, because I think anytime you can share quality highlights. People are just going to respect it a little bit more because before, like I said, where everything was on 7, 720. And, you know, when you transfer and you keep downloading and reposting that app or that highlight, 
you know, it get, the quality starts to get worse and worse. And look, if you have Apple TV, if you have an iPad or if you have your phone, you can watch. I'm assuming you can watch three different games all at the same time. Right. Yeah, you have yeah. those. You have different setups, you know, and I think that's the, the versatility that we didn't have before last season. Um, you know, I, to me, I think it's exciting that that we have all these different opportunities as much as we can and just, you know, be able to, to share it and stuff. And now I'm getting the notification um, on, my, on my app about just different things. I think the only thing, I guess, if you're an Android user, I don't know how that experience is because you're obviously I don't think you have Apple on your phone. Uh, so I don't know how that that they can get around that, or what, or you can log in. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you have an Android? Do you have an iPhone? I do, I do, but I I uh, was using Apple TV on my TV, and on, I have a, a work iPhone as well. So I haven't tried it on the on my actual phone, and I probably should to see how it is. But I had uh, some a few people that mentioned that to me this weekend on Twitter about having an Android and um, logistics and difficulties there, which is hopefully they get that. Uh, even uh, ironed out i think it has to do something with the mobile web they have to access it there or they could download an app um on the phone but um i'm sure they're gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna try to make that a good experience as well too they're not gonna try to leave those people out because believe it or not there are still a lot of us out here in this world <laughs> navigating yeah. navigating the android yeah i think i think that's the uh, to me i think that's the biggest hurdle but i'm pretty sure they'll, they'll figure it out um, one way or the other to be able to be able to access that because, you know, you have a, a, an enormous amount of consumers that, you know, that want to watch. Uh, and I everybody is, is an Apple customer and, you know, has an opportunity to watch it. So if you get it, you have an opportunity to watch on your phone. It's always to me like, you know, sometimes you don't always you're on the road or you're doing something or you're at work, you're taking a break. And you want to catch up some highlights or something like that. You know, the phone is always uh, the best way. And, and hopefully they're able to figure that out. Um, your thoughts on the 360 show? How much did you watch it? Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was I was tapped in. I was tapped into 360. Um, I think since it started, really, and and watched it the majority of the day. Like I said, I had two TVs going, so when I finally got bored of the uh, Columbia League, I put a the 360 on one screen, and then I put the main game I was watching, which was uh, the Revs, of course, Revs in uh, Charlotte, uh, on my main screen. I thought the 360 was good. I think that the obviously the commercial thing is going to bug a lot of people. Um, and they, I think there were a lot of commercials. But the way I see it is, is you know, you, there were going to always be commercials. I don't think that that should be a surprise to anybody. Um, I think that the problem is everybody's comparing it with NFL Red Zone yep. or CBS, Kegolasso Show. And I'm like, you have to realize this is a little different because MLS and Apple invested a lot in these personalities and, and BWP and Sasha and people that are going to be in studio weekly. To, to be part of the show. Like, I do understand the the concept of, like, don't talk as much, but I'm like, these are literally personalities that they hired to speak, like, and they're going to speak. That I think that the concept of them watching the game and, and kind of us seeing them watching the game and then hearing them instead of the game is where it gets a little tricky. But I'm, I'm not mad at the amount of, you know, speaking that they did because that's what they're there for. Like, the MLS got people that have played in the league for people to hear their voices. Now, like you said, it's going to evolve and it's going to change. And sure, they'll do some things differently. But if you want to hear the announcer, just watch the game. Like You could just go watch that game instead of watching 360. Um, I think things will evolve and look better as time comes. But I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. I feel very bad for them because that's a long day that they have to be in that studio. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's a lot of switching around. But they were back to the point of the weather in L.A. They were really lucky this week that Taylor Twelman happened to be in studio because he was supposed to call the Rose Bowl game. And since it got postponed, he flew back to New York and 
hopped in the studio when he's in there for six hours or whatever he was on, excuse me. And it's Taylor. Like he came in like a jolt of energy and kind of changed the the atmosphere of the show. And I was like, that's kind of cool, but it's not gonna happen obviously every week because he's gonna be on the road calling these games. And I'm like, how long and consistent is it for them to be able to like, okay, we have to bring somebody else, maybe a special guest, maybe a, a, a interview. And I know they had interviews with Benny Fellhaber and I think a few other players from around the league or former players. But it's I feel like after a while it's so long that you're just like, okay, like we need a little bit of a uh, like an atmosphere change or like a different, you know. And I think once again, like I think this is a trial run first week. They're probably very like buttoned up. So I think we will see them get a little more loose and change up. But overall, I thought it was dope. I thought the chemistry was good. I thought they all brought pretty good analysis. And and once again, you 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 have a place that you could just watch and see everything going on in MLS is it's unreal. I will say to this point, people like us that go to the stadium to cover the league, fans that go to these stadiums as, you know, to cheer, to be able to have this to go back to and be like, hey, we're going to, you know, maybe when we get home, watch watch something here on MLS, maybe not 360, but this other stuff that's available or replay the match or replay certain matches. It's it's a game changer. man. It's going to make things easier for us to go back and see things going to make things easier for fans to to do that. But no, I think 360, the concept is. The concept to me of red zone has always been the elite, elite thing in yeah. sports. Like, I don't know how every league, every it's entity yeah. tried to replicate something like that. It's just so, it's just so practical and so smart. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. I think, I think to me that, that that's that's uh, that's this exciting part of what Apple TV has done, and I think it's exciting what they do. And I think, look, yeah, you you make you mentioned the thing, the the point of Taylor Twelman not being every other week. Obviously, look, anytime you work. Your first day on the job, you got to build some chemistry, and I think that's what that's gonna. It's gonna take some time for them to build up some chemistry, and, and you know, find out who the personalities are and everything like that. But yeah, no, it, to me, it's exciting. And I, and you mentioned your another point. You know, before this this game was delayed, I was already looking forward to being like, okay, I can't wait to watch El Tráfico uh, live, but I can't wait to catch catch it how it looks uh, on right. Apple TV because. Yeah. Being there at the stadium, all right, it's an amazing experience. But also being at home in TV, it's another experience, right? You you want to see how it looks and how the looking forward to watch watching the game live and watching the game again. I don't know if you do that, but there's certain games I'm like, I know I was there, but I being at the game, you miss certain things that you that you wouldn't get being in T at home in TV. You literally get everything, and you know say this player gets injured or something's going on, like the broadcasters are communicating you like, hey, he got injured or this happened. When you're in the press box or wherever we're at or at the stadium as a fan, you don't really get that insight that sometimes and you don't know what happened or this or that, you know. So I was really looking forward to, to watch the watching the game. But now seeing it, you know, this weekend and tonight, I'm glad we I'm, ha- I'm glad we have a game tonight. And I and also wonder if they're going to do it. Obviously, you know, once the NFL kicks off again, you know, like – I, I guess the biggest thing is to have games, you know, on specific nights, right? Like they had last night against Sunday night, which was uh, Sounders versus what was it, the Rapids. Uh, I wonder if they have that, if they can have a game like that every week, um, you know, where it's a special night where everybody's watching this game, right? This big game or whatever like that. And how the scheduling will be with everything. Obviously, Monday, because of the weather in Portland, they had to switch it to Monday. But look, we've, we're going to have three days of MLS. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, know? no, it, it is that. I mean, it's an NFL schedule, really. When you think about it, three days a week, and that's the that is, I think, the main point is, and I've said this so many times during the offseason, the fact that they changed all of this crazy scheduling and they actually, you know, have it on a set line. Like, 
it was wild at one point on Saturday to watch 360 and it felt like that portion of red zone where everybody's just scoring and you're just seeing all these goals left and right. And it's like, yeah, that happens in MLS a lot. Like people score in 80th minute plus all the time, but because there's these start times that are uniform now, we saw it all at once and we're like, Oh, uh, Atlanta score. Oh, DC scored. Oh, go in Austin. Like, and you're like, Oh, what is going on here? But it, it's so cool because they, they got these start times all aligned. And I think that having that on a Saturday, it just, it's going to blow things out of the water because like, you know, obviously when football starts, college football is a thing that's that Saturday dominates, but people that are not fans of college football and that are fans of soccer now have, you know, this MLS experience. They have Premier League in the morning. It's going to be, I mean, if you want to waste your whole day, I don't want to say waste, but if you want to spend your whole day <laughs> watching yeah. soccer, you could. But the fact that you have that, that you know every Saturday, this is what you're going to get. And you're going to get all these teams and all these games and this analysis. Like, I'm like, man, this is, it. I, I don't know why it just didn't happen faster, but it's it's, yeah. such, it's such a cool experience, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I was literally thinking that. Yes, I'm surprised, like, why ESPN or Fox Sports didn't didn't do this quicker. And I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. You know, I'm glad that Apple was able to do it because look, uh, certain things happen for a reason. Uh, and Apple also, Apple could put all their intention on MLS and make it better, opposed to, like, ESPN or Fox Sports. Maybe they're, they're, they're already, you know, on the NBA and NFL and stuff like that. They don't want to put all their resources. And I, I'm glad a big company like Apple can put all their resources, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to invest all this money, and we're going we're gonna to drive this, and this is our league, and we're going to make it grow. So it's cool. Uh, you know, I'm happy that this happened. Uh, talk to me about some of, some of the goals, uh, some something that you saw, some something that stood out to you from week and one. We don't have to go through every game. But something that, that stood out to you, because there was a lot of surprises. Your, your Austin FC, unfortunately, <laughs> did not come out on top. I was watching that game. I was like, okay, they're going to finish the tie. And then St. Louis ended up winning it. But give me give me what, what stood out to you in this weekend one. Yeah, I was going to wear my Austin jersey, but I'll save that for later down the road. Uh, <laughs> I think the biggest the biggest thing was St. Louis, man. I mean, we're, you know, I don't know what the record looks like, but I, I don't think expansion teams typically win their first game. Nevertheless, on the road, I think them and LAFC have been the only teams to do that. I'm not positive, but I saw something like that. Um, but listen, man, Q2, since Austin has come into the league, has been – I've been there three times already for games. It's it's Stadium unreal. Is the experience is – is un, it's, I mean, to me right now, it's the best in the league, but I can't say that because I haven't been to all of them. But it's, it's up there for sure. For a team that's brand new to go into a stadium like that is already a lot. Um, for that St. Louis to play the way they did in that game to really actually kind of show, you know, ideas of, hey, like, this is what we want to do. We're not going to be scared of anybody. And I always think it's funny because with them and I like to say Charlotte a lot last year, too, like you look at the roster and you're like, none of these names particularly stand out. And you're like, what are they going to do? But you're playing against a team that is like, hey, expectations are already not that high for us. We got to go in and just play and fight and do it. And they did it, man. Like they, they put on a, a very solid uh, performance against a team that it's it's favored to be at the top of the league. So I think St. Louis is, you know, the story of the of week one. Uh, Diago Almada, we mentioned those two goals. I mean, it's just <laughs> everybody was like, we need to enjoy him while he's here because in the summer he might not be. I'm like, he's he's unreal, but. Atlanta did not look good in that game. And he's like, you know what? Let me just turn up in these last few minutes and went crazy. And I think that uh, Philly and Seattle deserve a shout because uh, it's a little bit of what you kind of expect from teams like that that are really good. Uh, Philly mm -hmm. is expected to be MLS Cup favorite, support a shield, and kind of fight for everything that they're in. And more so Seattle. I know they're playing Colorado and it's not the, you know, the toughest opponent. Um, but Seattle kind of was like, hey, 
y'all remember us? Like we, yeah, we ran this for many years. We just run, we just won CONCACAF Champions League. Like last year's MLS performance this season was not an indication of what Seattle is. And obviously losing Jao Paulo uh, throughout the year or for the year rather because of that injury he suffered in that CCL final. Um, they just look like, hey, we're just going to run and run right through everybody every chance we get. And their approach is so, like, I love Brian Schmetzer's energy. I love their approach to the game. Like, they're like, yo, we back. Like, and I just want everybody to know that we're back. So there was a lot of good stuff in uh, week one, but those ones stood out to me. And then, of course, my Rebs going to Charlotte and stealing one right at the end. They didn't look that good either, but, you know, three points is three points, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to catch that game, but, yeah. No, you're right. To me, the the I, I really the one game I really wanted to watch was was the Philly game, Philly versus uh, was it the Columbus Crew? Um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty pretty even for most of the part that it, for most of the game that I was watching, and then yeah, just Philly ended up obviously overpowering and showing its dominance, and it, it was it was interesting to see because they're they're one of the teams that you know everybody expects them to to finish strong this year. Um, and it, to me too, I, I they're they're such a strong strong team. And you're right. You know, seeing what Seattle did last night, you know, it just it just like not that we forgot, but like we were like, OK, yeah, they're, they're yeah. probably going to have they're probably going to they're probably going to finish at the top for sure. Like, you know, going to be up there. And look, what does that mean for the Austins? What does that mean for LAFC, LA Galaxy? Like, you know, like because we we still haven't seen the L.A. teams go at it or, you know, this this next week's going to be our first uh our first uh, test of what they what they have. And, you know, everybody, uh, all the other players that play here, they, they got to. They got to see, they got a taste of, of what, what to expect, you know, out there from some of these teams. You know, I'm just observing certain things. And Jerusi, you know, for Austin FC, scored that wonderful goal. He's still doing magical things. And I look, I haven't, one thing that really stood out to me that I wasn't even paying attention, I didn't realize uh, uh, Reynoso, Manuel Reynoso was not, he's, boycott, well, he's boycotting the team or what's, there's some drama going there that yeah. he had, he's not showing sure up. MIA right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that because, uh, you know, just keeping up with the teams here. And I was hearing on 360 show, he's like, he's not there. And I was like, what What happened? What's going on? I'm assuming he wants to move. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But typically when a player, when your star player doesn't show up, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a good thing. So we'll see what yeah. happens. With and that. add that to the fact that they got to win without him. Yeah. And that, and yeah. that shout out to the, uh, the MLS wrap-up show too, which is something that is pretty cool. Um, it's kind of just like a highlight, uh, kind of sort of a highlight reel with a little bit of analysis of the games and, and the goals and stuff like that. But they got to win. And they were discussing the fact that, like, when your team gets off to a start like this, right, and you get a win, maybe not kind of expecting to, your star player is gone. Like, as much as – as long as this lingers, they're not going to want to welcome back into the locker room. And it's true. Like, hey, we're maybe not expected to be that good because our star player is gone. We get this win in, you know, in week one. And if we could build some momentum early and he tries to try to – he tries to come back and be like, hey, you know what, I'm back, like, I'm sure that, that he has a lot of friends on the team. They might want to, but like that messes up with chemistry. So yeah, yeah it's 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 very it's such an MLS storyline, but it, I love it. And here's one thing: Cal, uh, not California. New York has two teams. Texas has three teams, and they all lost this week. Oh, and five between Texas and New York. The Red Bull lost. NYCFC looked awful against Nashville. Dallas lost to Minnesota United. Austin lost to St. Louis. And who am I forgetting? Houston, Houston lost to whoever the hell they were playing because I didn't watch much of that game, but they lost that game too. So there's a stat for you. And then California, I guess, didn't win either because we didn't play. So yeah, <laughs> we didn't play. Well, San Jose lost to, <laughs> to Atlanta. <laughs> San Jose lost to Atlanta. That was, that was, that was crazy. Yeah, no, it, it was it was an insane it was an insane week. Um, yeah, my big takeaway of all this, uh, uh, 
I'm I'm finally gonna be able to catch up, watch as many games. I think this year than I was in previous year, just because we have everything under one roof, and it's exciting, exciting times for us, exciting times for the MLS. I can't wait to see, you know, by the end of the year, or, you know, by year two, or year three of MLS season pass, how this product uh, grows and everything. Look, the World Cup is just around the corner here. What twenty was it? Twenty twenty six. When we have when we have the World Cup, you know, by that time, I'm assuming, you know, that this product is, is going to get even better. And we have so many things going on this year. We got Leagues Cup this summer. We, you know, LAFC has CONCACAF Champions Leagues here, here in a couple of weeks. So many games, the July 4th, which we were talking about. Um, so many things going on, international break. So there's going to be a lot, a lot of, a lot of footy that we're going to be watching, a lot of soccer. Uh, I think to me, it's an exciting, exciting time. And yeah, we'll see how this continues to grow. Any, any final words before we wrap this thing up? Nah, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think everything was pretty well done for week one. Uh, a round of applause to everybody involved and included in all that stuff. I think the one thing I would like to see that I think Apple is kind of like not open to right now because of the 360 show is being able to have multiple games on the screen. So maybe have like a quad box and have four mm-hmm. games. Um, I know ESPN plus used to do that a lot uh, back in the day with college football. I know they're probably thinking that's going to take away from the 360 viewers and the experience. But I think that, like you said, people that have multiple setups, like somebody like me who has usually two TVs going, I would put the quad box on one and then put 360 in another. That way you have an eye on a few more games um, in real time. But, you know, they're probably going to see how how people are uh, perceiving that. I I have asked them people in Apple that uh, a few times and they've kind of like we have nothing to share about that. So maybe it's something in the works or maybe it's something they're just going to wait and see. Um, So that's one. Two, I want to see how... Uh, LAFC's opener is covered because they have obviously plans of, you know, the banner, the championship banner, and they sent the email, make sure people get in early. So you could see, you know, players getting their rings and things like that. It's going to be a, a celebration for LAFC against Portland this weekend. Um, I want to see, hopefully they do cover that um, on Apple and they show a decent amount because one thing I did see people complaining about, and I kind of thought too, is like they did paint to commercials a lot of times before the games in certain moments where where it would have been cool for him to stay, uh, particularly in Charlotte, they were doing a, a tribute for Anton Walks before the game, and they kind of went to commercial, like, right after or right before the national anthem or something like that. And I was like, man, a, situ- a, a, a moment like that where it's obviously for an awful, devastating thing, but, like, to be able to stay in stadium and kind of see all that would have been uh, pretty dope. So I feel like that little, like, little bit of space in the pregame is cool um, for opportunity for them to kind of do certain things. But – like I said, all in all, man, it's, it's been dope. And wow, we're finally here. I think we're going to be able to see LA teams play soccer this weekend. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to TBD on that. But hopefully it stops raining by uh, by the weekend so LAFC can host Portland and we can get these things going, man. But nah, man, it's dope. It's dope. It's a great first week. It's going to be a great season. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great year. I already I already feel it. So so much going on. So much so much soccer to watch this this season. I'm excited for it. So that's going to wrap things up. Andy, I appreciate you, my brother, for always hopping on. Guys, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, everybody.